just keep this short. <laughs> yeah, I don't have my previous notes, but one one of them it just says, I hate this show. I literally hate this show. <laughs> Great. That's what says as a, I hate this show. <laughs> it's only taken 22 episodes, but we got there. Like, it annoyed me, but now I just hate it. I definitely want to say that that's how I felt at the end of this season. But, like, I was so invested because I had to know how they got to season six. I I think I liked it still the first watch through. But I was, what, seven, 15, 16? I don't remember when the show came out. We were probably, like, 16. Yeah. When it started. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was a good show, though. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Welcome to Podcast, a Pretty Little Liars podcast, where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars one at a time, spoiler free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> and Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we're discussing Season 1, Episode 22, For Whom the Bell Tolls. This episode was written by I, Mar- I Marlene King, and directed by Leslie Linka Gladder, who has the greatest name I've ever had to say on this show. I'm going to just say that real (laughs) fast. She has the best name. So good. I love it. For Whom the Bell Tolls originally aired on Monday, March 21st, 2011. And this is the one where the girls go to an unlikely source for help, putting an end to A and the mystery surrounding their friend. Can they really stop A once and for all? Last week, Addie's predictions included Allie either knows everything or absolutely nothing and fuck Mona. Hey, I've got quite a few stuff on my notes for today's episode, too. Uh, And previously on Pretty Little Liars, Toby is spying the Jenna thing, Melissa is pregnant, uh, Fitz's broken engagement, Lucas. uh, He says, Lucas says something about Hannah deserving a better boyfriend, and it cuts to her having sex with Caleb. Fuck Mona. uh, Spencer's making out with Toby. Garrett seems shady and spying videos. So we basically recap the entire season from beginning to end very quickly. Yeah, just in case you missed anything. You never know. Someone may have tuned in on March 21st, 2011 for the first time ever. I mean, it could happen. I mean, I tuned in for the first time ever at the opening of season six, so I could see that. Um, So we open on Emily's house, and they're watching through the videos on the flash drive and it's the video of Jenna and Toby and Jenna's like, it would be so easy to tell your daddy and my mommy that you forced yourself on me. Meanwhile, she was self-defending right there. So yeah, on tape, it's on tape. They have proof. Um, But yeah, so clearly it's a very incriminating video for Jenna. And um, that explains why Jenna hired Caleb to look for the key. So they're starting to put pieces together and it makes Spencer so sad to see that happening to poor Toby. She's like, Turn Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, she likes Toby sad. so much. Ugh. He's cute. Um, good boy. Now that he has a good haircut. <laughs> like a goat. People are more than their haircuts, Addy. <laughs> yeah, but we all agreed his haircut sucked. Yeah. Yeah, but he was still so cute. Now. I mean, um, he's still cute, but he had a terrible haircut. And when your hair is covering half your face, 
You don't look as cute anymore. <laughs> uh, they also assume that Ian made the videos. We never get, like, formal confirmation one way or another. Except we, towards the end when Spencer throws the flash drive and Ian, like, goes after it. But yeah. And I... Addie. You're Addie. Allie says... Ouch. Someone I like wow. likes to make. Yeah, the boy I like likes to make videos. But also, yeah. the only other person I've seen make videos on that podcast is Ian so far. And yeah. Recorded yeah. Just All signs point to, point to, to Ian. Ian. Um, yeah, but I don't trust her. She's not. And then we cut to the theme song. And then Got we are in Aria's house after the theme song happened. Oh, but they also said that A is a she. They kept referring to A as a she. And I was like, interesting. So, and I wrote that down. I didn't I notice it. that. Yep. They brought up she. And I was like, huh, interesting. So I wonder, if they, I wonder if that's supposed to mean that they think it's Allie. Or they think it's Jenna. They just think A is a she. That's all. That's all they think. Maybe. I don't know. It was um, real weird. So, hey, that ups my chances of it being Mona. Just <laughs> saying. Now that they all think it's a she. Um, and then, so mom and dad are having, like, a life planning session, and they're talking about, like, Mike needs to go here, and Ari is doing this, and Mike can stay the night at mine, and blah, 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 and it's very civil and mature and adult. And, and I, then. I yelled at the TV when she was like, you make the best cup of coffee in town. I was like, no, he doesn't. Luke makes the best cup of coffee in yeah. town. Because it's. The same, the same town. town. Oh. I was going to say, I yelled at the TV when flipping Aria was mean to her mother, Ella. I Queen know. of Rosewood. I was ready to throw down. You guys know how I feel about Aria, and I love her, but I was ready to fight. Oh, my God. She, she like, freaks out because she has all the texts from Fitz, like, a cop is here, and, like, where are you, and blah, blah, blah. I liked her directness, though. She wasn't mean about it. I thought mm-hmm. it was, like, a... She was talking... Talking down to her mom. No, because well, her mom. I mean, the thing I, is, like, dad has admitted that he wants to get back together. There's clearly emotions. Mom was kissing dad, and they were doing little date stuff. And it's now longer. And then last episode, she was supposed to have, or whatever episode, like they were supposed to have dinner. They were supposed to have dinner together, and mom bailed. Mom didn't come, and then Arya. Or that got dad upset because mom has been pretty receptive to them getting back together. And now she's all like, oh, no, not really. But now here she is being all flirty. Yeah. Well, coffee and and Mike was all pissed at Aria, like blaming Aria for it. So I'm now, the count by that. She, no, I mean, but I mean it's just like pissed. for Aria, it's like things on top of things. So like, I mean, I think it's just she wants her mom to stop pulling the shit around. Yeah. Byron did the same thing, jerked her around, and then it made Aria have to keep a secret. And she's like, just be honest. Like, literally. Yeah, I think Aria has a point, but it was very harsh. Like, in her tone. Because she needed that. Because Ella needs to either decide she She needs with that or not. Um, But I think she's been through a lot of traumatic stuff with this guy that, like, she needs time to figure out, like, What's the right choice for her? I think the flaw. Yeah, but then I she think shouldn't the flaw, be at the house yeah. with dad. She shouldn't be kissing dad and trying to get all romantic if she needs to clear her head, which is a fair statement. Yeah, nothing. I, I think the flaws. Her, her, and Byron are still too together for her to be able to like appropriately figure it out. Like I think she needs to actually take more to have space. like a substantial break. Yeah. And, like, they, I mean, obviously they need to interact because they need to co-parent. Right. But they don't like, interact at all. They can very easily co-parent without interacting. 
Well, but I have their separation, which is fine. It's yeah. just Ella is in this moment. I agree with Arya and Bonnie with that because Ella is being ping pongy and not honest, and it's and it's hard. Up, well, it's, I mean, the whole family is getting upset about it because she's treating them like they're a reunited family again, but she's but all they're like, not, no, not yeah. really. I'm not sure. I'm still not gonna live here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like when it's convenient for her. Um. So then we jump to Hannah's house. And mom is being a very good mom and not letting Hannah mope around in bed all day. Yeah. And is like, and she's not being mean about it. She's doing a really good job of just being like, no, like, put on a cute dress, go to school. Yeah, remember when I was feeling this way and this is what you did for me? I'm doing it right back at you, kiddo. Mm-hmm. And then um, mom brings up the letter. Like, what did Caleb's letter say? And Hannah's like, I didn't get a letter. And Hannah, like, in this moment doesn't say anything about, like, the fact that Mona saw Caleb. Right. So. She just thinks, like, I, think, I did see him and he didn't say anything. I think later Hannah says something to Mona. Or is it Lucas that says something to Mona? It's Lucas. Lucas says something to Mona. Yeah. Um, so then we get to Spencer's house. And my Spencer's first note. Says, what if it's not a bit? What if it's not for yeah. human? Um, but <laughs> also, my, my note before that is. Uh, Melissa calls Ian daddy, and I was like, don't you fucking call him daddy. There's just something about Ian being called daddy, even if he is like a father to a child, is gross and uncomfortable. He's allegedly a father to a child. Let me see the DNA test. Also, I get where Spencer's coming from. It's really hard to be excited about a baby when the dad is right there and is just like gross and awful all the time. Yeah. For sure. And also in Spencer's defense, he does try to murder her later in the episode. But that hadn't happened yet. Right, but like Spencer's <laughs> intuition of Ian being like unsafe Bad. and awful is so far spot on. And we get kind of like a we get like a reward for her paranoia. Um and then M is emailing with Samara from the last episode and giggling at her email. Um, And mom comes in and is like, we need to talk. And Emily says, is dad okay? And mom doesn't say anything. And I think that's cruel. Yeah, I think that's Like, she could have so easily said, yes, dad is fine. Without, like, that long-ass pause making Emily ask again. Like, I get that, like, she was trying to figure out what to say, but that was, like, the suspense was just very cruel. Yeah, especially because her daughter is a child. Yeah. You know? So, and then dad wants them to go to Texas for a year because his uh, station has been extended. Right. Um, and then we get to school, and Aria sees Fitz, and we get another moment of, like, Another instance of adults being cruel to children. He's like, I turned in my resignation. There was cops at my door. I turned in my resignation. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I'm going to Hollis. Just kidding. Hollis offered me a job. I like that Arya punches him really hard. He's like, that hurt. She goes, I don't care. Laughed at that. It made me laugh so hard. And they, Garrett was just questioning Fitz about Spencer finding the trophy in the prop bucket. Um, so, like, Ezra and Arya have, like, a happy moment for once. Yeah. Which is short-lived, but, like, they're kind of in the clear and, like, it's normal for a second. Um, 
And then Mona is literally the worst friend. Because oh, fuck Mona. Fuck Hannah's, Mona is my first note of Mona. Hannah's <laughs> over here talking about, like, I thought he loved me, and Mona fucking read the letter, so she knows that Caleb said that he loves her, and instead of being, like, coming clean and being like, he does love you, I threw the letter away, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't say anything. And that's just so awful. Well, she kisses her on the cheek to act like she's there. And no, she's a crazy manipulator. Mona, kissing, Mona kissing Hannah on the cheek reminds me of Judas kissing Jesus on the cheek in the Bible. Like the, the yeah, kiss of... But Jesus knew that Judas was already... Right, but like, him, it, so just, it just had a very, yeah. like, Judas betrayal moment. Because... Obviously, Hannah's not an all-knowing being the way that Jesus is in biblical text. Um, but, like, I just like the the interesting kind of, like, moment of parallel to, like, the kiss of death or whatever. Um, and then Lucas is back. He's been, Lucas. Mis- he's been missing for a while. Side character we haven't seen in a long time. Yep. And then fucking Noel shows up at the end at the church. He's like in the crowd. They just like brought all the all the missing side characters. So back. I was unsure if that was Noel or if that was the same no guy way. that had dropped off the money. Because for a second I thought the guy that dropped off the money was Noel. <laughs> Good. So I got really confused. Me. Yeah, but it it was definitely Craigslist guy dropped off the money. Noel was who we've never seen before, and right? I don't think we and we don't ever him. see him again. Oh, yeah, I wasn't sure if we had seen him before. I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And then when they said his name, I was like, "Yeah, we have not met that person." Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I also think it's like weird and like hilarious, but consistently, every time Jenna walks into frame with the girls, they all freeze in their tracks and Which stare is so at her because she can't see them freezing. Yeah. Um, so then they confront Jenna, and Jenna, we get the flashback. Hannah the says, uh, she goes, what do they want? What do you want? Hannah goes, the truth. Can you handle it? And I, every time I hear that, I just think of that scene in Cheetah Girls 3 where they're like, dance me, <laughs> dance if you can. Like that thing. Oh, it was great. Okay, carry What on. an interesting mental <laughs> connection. I love it. Um, but yeah, so then we get the flashback and that's where Allie says the boy, um, or the guy I like, likes to make movies. She also says the boy next door gets off watching all the girls next door. (laughs) Um, and then as she's leaving, Allie says, I thought you'd see it my way. And I just kind of died laughing because Jenna can't see because they blinded her. Uh, but yeah, so we get that we get that moment in the hospital, and we see that like Allie is smug and feels like she's beaten Jenna now, and like the Jenna thing is over, right? But she doesn't tell any of the girls that that's a thing, right? And the girls are pissed. They're like, "Thanks for sharing that peace of mind with us." Yeah, but then Allie or then Emily mentions that like Allie kept saying like, "Wait for it, my darlings," or whatever. Yeah, weird like, turn of phrase Allie uses. Um, then Spencer tells uh, Jenna that the, that the video's gonna just be in a safe place. Um, and Jenna says, we all make mistakes, and remember, I'm still paying for yours. Ooh, so, 
I, I, and I wrote from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to take care of this dog. I'm going to be very happy when she yeah. she knew they were there. She definitely saw them there. So, and then, and then the girls kind of start piecing some more things together. So, like, Allie told Jenna to never come back to Rosewood. And, like, Jenna showing up at the funeral makes more sense now because she could come she back. She could be back, yeah. And, like, she was probably just confirming that Allie was actually dead kind of a thing. Um, and then they are in the cafeteria. They, like, jump over to the cafeteria and, like, the girls in the background are talking about Emily moving to Texas. But it's not, like, a bigger topic. Yeah. Like, a lot more happens in this episode. And then, so they, like, get it in there, like, in normal conversation. Um, And then Creepy Ian is being creepy. And Spencer gets the burner phone and um, texts him. I just wrote, they're also stupid to think they can blackmail him. Also, right? I'm like, you guys are dumb. When have you ever made a strategic move in here? Also, they text Ian from the burner phone and then all immediately stare at him until his phone goes off. Like, if he even bothered to look up for a second, he'd see all of them just staring at him. And it would probably be a little bit obvious. Yeah. And, like, at the end, we, like, we know that Ian figured it out. Like, he just calls the burner phone that's in Spencer's bag for dramatic effect. Like, he likely knew it all along, too. Yeah. Um, Well, they were in public talking about using the phone. Always, always. Um, and then Hannah says, I know what they do to guys like him in prison. <laughs> do so, you, Hannah? Do you? Uh, and then Mona shows up and all the girls scurry away quickly. And Hannah leaves her phone. And of course, Caleb calls when Mona's alone with Hannah's phone. But Lucas catches Mona. Lucas. I'm glad. So... Uh, Mono talks about giving Lucas a makeover and I'm going to turn you from her knee to her man and uh, man up. Like, are you going to man up or not? And I love Lucas's line. Mona says something about we and Lucas says, I see no combination of you and I that forms a we. And it's just such a like simple phrase that said with the right timing. So good. Like, well, well-written moment for Lucas, for sure. Uh, and then Jenna's on the phone talking to someone, and Ian's in his car talking to someone. <laughs> Good job of suspense making you think they're talking to each other. Ooh. But are they? Ba ba ba. Who's to say? Uh, hey. I was going to say Jenna and Ian, but... <laughs> sure. Uh, and then we're... Uh, in front of Emily's house and Garrett's kind of cute when he's not being creepy Uh, and he's like not flirting with her but like flirting flirting with her Uh, and I was like she doesn't date your kind yo but now she has Garrett's number so if they ever need anything they have a cop that they can call and he targets never call the cops I think think he's very here's my number yeah, but I think he's very smart and very strategic because he goes through Emily, and Emily totally would trust Garrett, and totally mm-hmm. would be the one that's like, "Oh, let's call Garrett." So, um, so, he's gonna make so sure he gives Jenna what she needs. Yeah, very 
Like, very well thought out on his part. Or Jennifer Rudolph, because so far she's been pretty good about playing all this. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, and then... Yeah, boys are dumb. Hannah doesn't want to be alone, so Hannah's on Emily's porch, and Emily has her phone. Uh, Lucas gave the phone to Emily. Um, and then Hannah has a moment where she's teasing Emily about her type. Yeah. Because it's like beauty queens or whatever. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, if that's your type. Yeah, there's tons of beauty queens if you're into that. And then uh, and then Emily says, it's not my type. And Hannah's like, you have a type. And it's just very cute. Uh, and I think everyone has at least a little bit of a type. I definitely have a type. Yeah. Um, and then the, I just, my last note for that scene was that they're pretty solid friends when they want to be. Yeah. Like, I like that they both were just like, I didn't want to be alone, so I'm here. Yeah. And they're not like always perfect to each other, but like. When they need to be good to each other, they're very good to each yeah. other. Yeah, and I think that's what matters is like as long as you try your best to be there for people when they need you, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Spencer's house, Spencer and Toby are doing homework together, and it's just a very cute moment between them. Um, and apparently Spencer told Toby about the videos and the drop yeah. because he's like, do you want to talk about it? Like, I'm worried about you, all that good stuff. Uh, and then we cut over to Jenna's room, and it's Garrett that was talking to Jenna. And then they make out dun, dun, a little. Um, and then it's like, but who's Ian? Ta- who is Ian talking to? Uh, and then Arya and Fitz are bad at being secret as they make googly eyes at each other across Arya's house. <laughs> and then ex-fiance Jackie shows up, like I said, because. Moment of happiness over. No happy for you. But Arya had a full, uh, I thought their, again, their argument was very mature, especially from Arya's side, and I will ever find her lying. Not telling me about her was a lie, and until today, you were the only guy who hadn't lied. And then she just leaves him standing there. So fucking good. Sucks in this moment. Yeah, very good moment for, for Arya. Um. And then at Spencer's house, she fell asleep. Like, Toby had set up the chair by the window, and she fell asleep, um, cuddled in Toby's lap, and he was reading a book, and it was just very cute and domestic. Um, and Melissa needs a ride to church because – or a ride home from church because yeah. Ian didn't pick her up. Um, and then she mentions that Toby is her safe place to land, and they're just real cute. Gross. Uh, and then Hannah deletes Caleb's number because Mona's the fucking worst. Dramatic. Um, and then Lucas is driving Caleb back into town and says, because Hannah deserves to be happy. Ugh, what a good bean. That never, like, nothing comes of that. Like, we don't see Caleb make it back to town. If, by the end of the wish Hannah had checked her call log. Yeah. Well, she 100% would have seen Caleb's call on there for that was the thing a I was, long time. I was thinking about, like, um, was the fact that, like, would I, like, would I look at my call log randomly and notice that someone answered a call, you know? Yes. Especially if she hadn't spoken to Caleb. But like, how often do you look at your call log? Every time I pull up the new phone. Like, I call something, 
call someone, it goes right to my recent calls. I guess that's Mine true. Mine goes to my contacts. I guess that's true. Like, if I... Like, if I'm calling my mom or LJ, I go to recent calls because it's easier to just hit their name and recall them. Plus, I'm only blocking spam callers and spam. So, it's like, I'm just going to spam them a little bit. Okay. But But also, I was going to say, yeah, let me think about me. And I don't think I was, like, I don't think I would have checked my call log. Like, maybe in a couple of days, I would look at my call log because I had a missed call or something and be like, Huh, why do I have a call from a random number? I don't remember this. And then realize that it like was Caleb's yeah. number or something. Um, so I don't know if I would notice it immediately either. But I did have that same thought. I was like, if you just looked at your call log, like you would have seen that Caleb called you and you didn't and you know you didn't answer it. Um so then we're in Spencer's car and Melissa's panicking because Ian didn't show up, and then they get in a car accident. Uh, and then they're in the hospital, and Spencer's freaking out because they don't know if the baby's okay. Melissa's stable, but they don't know if the baby's okay. Um, and mom does a good job of being mom and doesn't blame Spencer for anything. And, like, just very, very good good situation for Spencer's mom, uh, who isn't always an A-plus parent. Uh, then they're at the park, and they and Arya gets the A message that nothing is as it seems. And then this is where we kind of flash back between, like, a, like back and forth between a bunch of different stuff. So Melissa's at the hospital and won't relax until they find Ian. So Spencer's going to go back to the church. Um, they called Garrett. So it's just the Garrett and the girls alone. And the fact that Garrett says, no one else knows you're here but me. Like, that's what a murderer says before they stab you. Yeah. And I think Hannah was very smart by saying, oh, I left a note for my mom just in case. So, like, smooth on her. Because then we, like, in a couple scenes, we find out that, like, obviously Hannah was lying. Because she's like, what was I going to write? Like, mommy, we're going to go find a killer. Right. So, um, like. But it was smart to give the idea that. That someone would know where they are. Yeah. Uh, And then the church door is open and the lights are on. When Spencer gets there and she's like looking for Sean's dad, uh, past pre- preacher Ackard, Father Ackard. Um, and then uh, Garrett stops the person that pulled up with the money and we find out it's Craigslist guy and not Ian, but also not Noel. But also could be Noel. Could be yeah. Nolan. Maybe Noel's twin for Noel. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will you name your child cannoli? No. Damn. There's a bakery near me that has cannolis, and apparently they're pretty good. So I'm always down for a good cannoli. Just can't find them in the city because LA doesn't have Italian food. No. Like there's real a, Italian. There's food. a really good place in Burbank. There's a little Italian store, and they've got like a restaurant attached to it, and they're pretty dope cannolis. Cannolis. Um. So then Spencer's looking for the phone and Oh my god. It was such a bad movie, but it was such a good movie. It's so cute because I love It's 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 as typically awful as any Hallmark or Netflix Christmas movie as you'd expect, but like in all of the best ways. Yeah. Um So then uh, Spencer's looking for the phone and the door slams and then Ian's there. Pop, pop. 
and then we find out uh, from the dude that he was just from online to drop off the money. And then we go back to the church and kind of everything happens at the church for the remainder of the episode. <gasps> and everything just gets crazy and more suspenseful and more dramatic. So um, Ian calls the burner phone and it rings in Spencer's bag. And Ian's talking about taking care of it. Why so, would they leave? Honestly, let me let me just say this. These girls are so dumb. Why would they leave the burner phone that could be called in the house with the guy they're trying to burner phone? That's true. Like, give it to any of the other fucking girls. If he called it, they wouldn't hear it. Also, don't put it on loud. Yeah. Also, don't put, put it on loud. And then again, when you have a secret, let them do it. Yeah. So. God damn it. That's so dumb. So then, like, Ian's threatening to kill her, and then she throws the flash drive. Also, I just realized this as I was driving over here. Like, what happens to the flash drive? Is it, like, on Ian's person somewhere? Like, did he pick it up and pocket it before chasing her? Like, is it somewhere on the floor of the church? Maybe I'm just hoping they were freaking smart enough to copy the video, but... They're all or yeah, maybe Spencer. Oh, I'm certain they didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, maybe Spencer threw a decoy flash drive. I doubt it. I think she's too stupid. For but that. all of um, them, it's like in crisis mode. They all turn into like four year olds. But on Spencer's smart side, she called Emily as she was running away from Ian. So now they're in the car hear, and yeah. they can hear like where they are and what's going on. Could you imagine had Emily just ignored the phone call? <laughs> I mean, that's what she should have done. She was driving. Don't talk on the phone and drive, kids. But it kids. ran through the Bluetooth. It didn't ring through the phone. So oh, yeah, because the they same. were all reacting. I love how no one called 911. Hannah did. So, no, no. No, she fucking did because they still got there before. Well, they no, got she they got said, to the church before 911. Let me tell you, 911 can break fucking laws. They would have gotten there faster if somebody they, had fucking yeah, called them. No one called 911. No. Especially when they're in the car. Like, call 911. And they're all just... They all just stare at each other. And they also had, like, pretty mild reactions to hearing that Spencer might get shoved off a freaking thing. I was pretty them. sure Hannah pulled out her phone and started no, dying. No, there's no, no way that, that like, those girls what? got to the church before 911. Did they were in the fucking woods. The church is in the middle of town. The police station is in the middle That's of town. True. It's not very far away. They you would have what? gotten there, there sooner. a long red light. We don't know. Cops can, <laughs> can run red lights. That's the whole point of becoming a cop. Um, and not having to use a blinker. Except I'm so anal about using mine. So oh, so yeah, my blinker's my favorite. Um, but not so, cops. So Ian's going to kill Melissa. So Spencer tries to plead with, like, if you love her, like, if you love Melissa, you won't do this. He's like, I'm doing it because I love her. And then uh, the serious hooded, hooded figure throws Ian off the bell tower. And I, oh, well, I meant to say this earlier, but my note when we were like, oh, who is Ian talking to? I'm like, I'm pretty sure Ian's talking to A. And then the minute, like, they get pushed, I was like, oh, shit, A killed him, so they're probably not talking to Ian. And then Ian escapes. I was like, okay, A and Ian are in cahoots together. So you think Ian escaped? He's not there. I thought his body was dead and somebody took the body. Yeah. You think he was alive? I don't know. I'm writing it down. I saw that his face was all purpley and blue, so I was like, that'd be weird if someone stole the body. Like, that wasn't a possibility that someone tried to do himself. 
My first thought was someone stole the body. And I remember that being my first thought the first time I watched that this, too. And I wasn't sure how all. someone stole the body, but I was pretty convinced. But yeah, so Spencer's like, okay, but she's very obviously in shock. Um, but yeah, so the bell's ringing, and that's how we get the creepy title for the creepy TV show. Um, and obviously all the girls are freaking out. Because they're screaming Spencer's name and she's not responding, but she's clearly in shock. I mean, if she was dead, she would respond right away. Right. Yeah. But that's why they're freaking out, I think, is because they think she's dead. Um, and then, like, Ian looks pretty dead. And Spencer... He looks pretty dead, but I don't know why a body... Like, Why would somebody take the body? Also, yeah. how could someone steal a body that quickly and there's only one way out? Down those stupid stairs, because we already saw... The bell tower. Yeah. One uh, pair of stairs. Yeah, but he was already halfway down the stairs. Yeah, but you would have had to, like, mangle someone out of those Yeah, there's, throws. like, there was, you're right. There's a lot of work that would have like, gone into getting him out of Like, imagine if you grabbed that. him, he probably would have half of him fallen, hit his head on it, and then you'd have a bloody little bit. But like, also, no what, I don't, what I don't understand is how the girls were gone from Ian's body long enough for someone to steal it before the cops got there. Because nobody called the motherfucking cops. That's what we're saying. No, but I mean like but I mean like they were in the church. So like they walk out of the church and then the cops walk out right behind them. So like there has to be if someone stole the body or if Ian walked out on his own, there has to be another exit because someone would have seen Ian leave. Isn't there always a back door of a church? Not necessarily. I mean, in I theory, that, there probably has to be, like, a, like you have a legal fire number exists. of exits. Yeah. yeah. But, but still, this is someone who would have had to carry his dead body down the bell tower stairs. And it's like, they didn't come outside and stay outside for 20 minutes while everybody figured it out. That's you carrying and moving someone from, like, 160 to 190 pounds. Yeah. Hmm. So, very, very and odd situation. the only situation. other person who saw in the church was... They go with A, but again, they were not a huge person. They were pretty small. And it's like if a body had to be clumped down the stairs to move it more easily, probably not pretty loud in that church. Yeah, especially because nothing and like nothing and no one else. And how would you drag someone Well, and That's also, where I'm like, okay, wasn't the bell still ringing or had it stopped at that point? I think it had stopped at that point. Okay. It wasn't ringing when the cops were there. Okay. Um, so then, uh, Spencer tells the girls, too, that, like, A is the one that pushed Ian off. Yeah. Because all she saw was a black hoodie. Yeah, oh, they, they were I, like, I'm assuming we, A has the USB. That's, sorry, I know we chatted about it. Oh, yeah, that okay, funny. that's true. That's a fair, a fair guess. Oh, I, yeah, so, I, my notes for all of this scorpion were kind of anticlimactic. How will I torture them? Okay, so Ian isn't dead. I wrote, now I just hate this show. <laughs> um, my last notes are, where the fuck did Noel come from? And then the A text, it's not over till I say it's over, sleep tight while you still can, bitches. And then I mentioned the shot, like, so the first episode of the season, um, end of the series, is like a them getting the A message outside the church after Allie's funeral, and it's like this crane shot pulling back, and now they're getting another A message outside the church. 
and like a crane pulling oh. back. So it's not the exact same shot, but like parallel shots to like the oh, the last scene of the first episode and the last scene of the season. It's fun too because I, Marlene King, writes right. the first Both. one. Yeah, I would be curious to see if it's the same in seasons going forward. If because, there's like similar, yeah, because it's never something that I paid attention to. Yeah. Um, like if the if there's similar, but I'm curious like, if like the first season of the first episode of every season matches the first season first the last episode of every season. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Get me. Um, um, and the then only, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, the only note that I have that I feel we didn't discuss enough is <laughs> why the fuck did Spencer run? Up the steps of the Bell Tower when she's running away from a murderer. You run out of the church and to safety. You don't run to a place that you can't escape from. You're a smart girl. You're so stupid. Like, where would you go? Even if she could get through that gate, like, where did she think she was going anywhere except for down? Yeah. Like, once you get up that high, your only options are back down the stairs or out the window. Dumb. Spencer's granted, a girl, but like, granted, um, I have never okay, been Spencer's in. I have never smart. been in a situation where like someone's trying to kill me, so I don't know what my fight or flight response would be. But I'd like to think that my first instinct would be to get out, not go up. Yeah. My friend and I, one time, we were like twelve or thirteen. We were on a run on a back road in our hometown, and like, it was like this pit bull that was unleashed came off its property and started like chasing and snarling like nasty at us and most of the time I go to not fight or flight I go to just freeze because I get so anxious yeah. but no in that moment it was like we both grabbed each other's hand and fucking ran as hard as we could like we were nearly like staying out by the end of it Probably the scariest moment of our lives. Like, Pitbulls can be very scary. Well, but it was one of those moments where, like, the fight or flight was like, but that was, yeah. no, we were like, we need to get the fuck out. And we didn't, like, run down the side street. We stayed on the big main road. So it was like. So that if someone saw yeah. you, like, you could get help. Yeah. But the dog ended up, like, it stopped chasing us after a while. Yeah, we had a, um, there was a pit bull on our street growing up that figured out how to, like, open its gate. And so, like, if we would be out front playing when we, and this is when we were, like, fairly young. So it's, like, big muscly dog that all it had to do was look at us and it would, like, knock us over. Um, and the woman, like, couldn't keep it in its yard. And so we had to call animal control on her, like, a couple of times. Because, like, the dog was violent and it would, like, chase us around. It's like, why can't I be in my own neighborhood like, riding my bike down the street and yeah. not get attacked by someone else's dog. And I think eventually, like, she just lost all of her pets because... How many pets did she have? I think she had three dogs. That's um, a lot And of she pups. just, she couldn't keep them in the backyard. Um, and so I think eventually, like, animal control took away her dogs and, like, gave them to a rescue because she obviously couldn't handle... Taking like, care of them. Taking care of them, but yeah. So, anyway. Um, Do you want to hear Addie's predictions from this episode? Yeah, Woo! let's listen to Addie's predictions from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they all die. That, was, she. that, was, that was pre-podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was trimmed down. It's <laughs> true, it's true. A is a she. Triple down on Monet. Ian is alive and escaped. 
and then A has the USB. Well, because it just made sense that, like, in my mind, where I thought, well, I guess his body could have been stolen, but <laughs> that Ian and A were talking because that way, if whatever happens with Spencer, they can make sure that flash drive is gone. Like, A has known so many little things that Ian has also known. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's a very and then, and then fair prediction. And, like, A just happened to be at the church and not following the other three? Like... Yeah. Um, do you have any... Since this is our season finale, do you have any, like, predictions or hopes for... Um, for next season? For season two. For season two? Where do you think we're gonna go? More dumb memes. <laughs> What's the first episode called? Uh, it better be called More Dumb Journeys or I'll be upset. I don't know. What <laughs> I'm certain it's not called that. Mm-hmm. You don't know. I, Marlene King, could have done this for me. <laughs> she She's going to go back. back she time. hears this, goes back in time, changes the title. Got a secret can keep. Season two, episode one is called It's Alive. Okay, pretty similar to More Dumb <laughs> See, okay, Ian's alive. There we go. It's alive. There's only one person that died in the last episode. Ian's alive. Okay. Oh, you know what else we didn't talk about? Ian admits to killing Allie. What? I didn't remember when that Spencer happening. and him are fighting. She's like, oh, "You're yeah. gonna do to me what you did to Allie," and he's like, "It was an accident. I pushed her, and she hit her head." No, and no, 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 no. Spencer's like, "That's not what he says." No, I still. Wrote he says here. it was an accident. She was pushed and hit her head. Oh, okay. He well, doesn't say I well. hit her. He's accusing Spencer. Well, he, well and, he's making it sound like Spencer could have done it. Exactly. So he, he says she was pushed, not I pushed oh, her. Gotcha. I'm almost certain of it. But yeah, so so we get that moment. And then Spencer's like, yeah, but she um, she suffocated. And then Ian said something about like, about like guilt or something, I think. Yeah. So. Like, he strangled. And then I wrote Ian killed Al. But I did write, uh, excuse me, LMAO, he strangled. <laughs> he sucks. He does. But then that would leave a baby problem. Though he still sucks. Although, the baby's Melissa was just in a car accident. They don't know what the, what the effect on the baby is yet. Yeah. So are you guys alluding to that in season two she probably does couldn't have a baby? What I'm saying is that it's, it's we don't know. It's the Schrodinger's at this point. cat of babies. It's Schrodinger's baby. How could he? Why would a dead and alive baby in the box? Hoping. <laughs> Did you? There was something tweeted about Schrodinger's cat the other day. I think you liked the oh, like a Schrodinger's, like, Schrodinger's giving you a birthday kiss, and you're just like, is it another dead fucking cat? And just goes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still thought it was weird though that Ian thought uh, that Ian brought up that she um he was like well she fell and hurt her head and yeah and, uh, Spencer's like no she died of suffocation yeah um 
But yeah, so I think that's all the secrets we can share for this season. Yeah, that's all the secrets we can share today. All right, friends. I'm gonna peace out, bro. Call it a ready for season two. That's all the secrets we can share today. For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at aprettylittleliarspodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until next time, bitches. bitches.